Cool evening. It's been, well, what, three years now since we've updated this feed? Wow. I guess I better talk about something, huh? And let me just check my watch I'm not wearing. Yeah, I totally missed Halloween this year, the third time in the row. Sorry, folks. But I do have something fun to talk about today, and there's a reason. It's because I've got a podcast that updates regularly, and it's about this topic. What is the video game dead by daylight. Well, it's something that's actually kind of fun to play around this time of year when everyone's at home. The player base has spiked considerably, and a lot of you are probably going to be wanting to do something to distract yourself from the fact you're about to be around a bunch of family. I get it. It's scarier than actual Halloween. So, what's Dead by Daylight? Well, it's an asymmetrical survival horror video game that's online only, which basically means there are two teams. One team is comprised of four survivors who are tasked with either finishing generators that need to be repaired around the map or drawing the attention of the team of one that they are up against. That other team? The killer. The survivors, hold on to your hats, this might surprise you, are surviving, while the killer is, and again, sit down if you don't want to be bowled over, is trying to kill them. If the survivors finish five of the seven generators dotted around the map, then it powers the exit gates, which are two gates placed, again, randomly on edges of the map. And if one of the survivors can hold down the exit switch for a total of 60 seconds, they all get to leave. Meanwhile, if the killer kills all of them, they get less points and the killer wins. It seems pretty simple on its face, but the beauty of Dead by Daylight is in the nuance and the finesse of it all. If you're particularly good at it and playing a certain character, you could wipe the enemy team within a few seconds, but the way the game is constructed is it will reward you with far more of the in-game currency and upgrade you faster to higher ranks if you actually engage in the spirit of what the game is about. The deadly cat and mouse, the, the horror slasher of it all. If you play like a horror movie villain, you will be rewarded far more than if you play like a try-hard Call of Duty nerd. That doesn't stop the actual try-hard Call of Duty nerds ruining the whole vibe of it all, but you know, sometimes magic happens. And what really makes Dead by Daylight, for me personally, is the plot, because Yes, it's an online game. There's not many cutscenes or anything like that. But what's interesting is the entire premise of the game, the very mechanics of it, are built around an idea that justifies a game where literally any character can show up. Even if you just talk about the killers, there are way more survivors than there are killer characters to choose from. But just thinking about the killers, there are dozens of original characters made for this game that can exist in the same world as Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Amanda Young of the Saw franchise. I don't know why they licensed that. But point being, there are copyrighted characters in this menu I'm looking at right next to the original characters they came up with, including a character who was made to act as a stand-in for a licensed character they didn't ever think they'd get, and then they licensed the real guy. So you have Dollar Tree Leatherface, an actual Leatherface in this game. It's amazing. But what's the plot point? So the way the game exists is there's this extra-dimensional thing called the Entity. It's basically this 
big cloud that feeds on bad vibes, right? So the way that it generates those bad vibes it feeds off of is it picks killers out of various dimensions and brings them into its realm and then picks innocent people, right? So the survivors are plucked out of time and brought to this horrible place. And then they're run through what are called trials, where the entity pulling memories from the killer's backstories builds these maps that you play in based on their memories. And if the survivors escape, all that really happens is they just go back into the fog and they end up back at this communal fireplace where a handful of survivors get to sit down and exchange stories. It's built into the game's lore that these survivors are just talking to each other between trials. There's even a guy who has never been seen in the game. He's not a playable character, but there supposedly is a survivor who has been in there for so long. He's actually starting to like, build lore like he's kept a journal it's very cool and i'm reading into it so that's sort of their reason for why they can keep going back to the same maps people who die don't die forever they're brought back so that they can die again that's just how the entity is baby but why am i telling you about this Number one, I love the game. I started playing it in March and I have like 230 hours in it now. Like I've played a bit of Dead by Daylight. But the other reason I'm bringing it up is a little podcast called Red by Daylight. R-E-A-D, like a book. <laughs> it works better in text. Sorry. Red by Daylight is a podcast I host along with Carolyn Minx and Cole Burkhart, two gay trans friends who, like me, want to talk about Dead by Daylight, except for one catch. Carolyn Minx hasn't played Dead by Daylight. They sit there and listen as Cole and I explain what the hell is going on in the backstory of a different character each episode. The lore of Dead by Daylight characters can be fascinating, and it can be cringe-inducing. And I don't mean that in the TikTok way. I mean... They've said some pretty gnarly stuff in the past. So, if that sounds interesting to you at all, each episode we spend about an hour talking about the lore behind the character, all the various things that went on behind the scenes. We introduce Carolyn to the idea of the killer by showing them the killer and then having them guess what the lore is about. Half the time, Caro writes better lore for the character, which is hilarious and then at the end of the episode for funsies we look at the rule 34 drawings available on a certain website to see what the sort of general fandom vibe is about the character when someone likes them enough to draw porn of them and then we round it out with Cole's Horny Corner, where Cole Burkhart, resident monster fucker, tells us that killer's particular ranking in a master PowerPoint they've made that ranks every killer by how hot they are, how cool they are, and how interesting their final kill move is. We have a lot of fun with it, and I think it is absolutely up the alley of anyone who listens to this podcast that they are listening to right now it's very much in the halloween spirit except we keep that going all year long so if that's interesting to you at all please take your podcasting device that you're listening to this with right now and search red by daylight or you can go to redbydaylight.net all right time to fade back into the fog but thank you for coming back to holiday spirit at least this one more time 
to listen to me talk about how awesome Dead by Daylight is and push you towards my Dead by Daylight lore discussion podcast. I hope you have a lot of fun here. I hope you have a lot of fun there if you check it out. And maybe, just maybe, there will be more episodes on this feed sometime soon. Thanks.